This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. And for some reason, I'm not broadcasting on Facebook, and I cannot figure out what the deal is. That five minutes, that's not really enough time for me to do everything I need to do. I'm sorry, it's like rushing to get everything done. Some streamers do those countdowns to uh, to let all you guys get in there. They don't waste their time. I'm actually like fucking posting the show to all the different fucking right wing sites I'm on. The getters, the parlors. I gotta share it out to Facebook. I gotta tweet this shit out. I gotta give it the proper hashtags. All that good stuff. Sometimes I even forget to pull uh, a meme up. Let me pull a meme up. Tonight's meme. Me watching as the new Harry Potter game wipes my hard drive because I choose the they, them pronouns in the character creation menu. Always like seeing J.K. Rowling get dragged on Twitter. I'm still, I'm not liking this... uh, as I've said many times, I'm not good with the natural light. I don't look good in natural light. I've memed you many times, ma'am. Meme you up. I, how many memes do you need of yourself? How I've made plenty. There's this meme of you. <laughs> do, I have, do I have any more? Do I have the egg one here? I've made others. I think I asked you if if you wanted me to make you into a meme with something the other day, and then I never did it, and I apologize for that. By the way, you left something here. You left uh, lip gloss or something. I don't know what this is. It'll be here waiting for you when you're in your chair on Friday night. What are we talking about tonight? Yeah, Sparkle's not the meme of the day. This is the meme of the day. Sorry, Sparkle's. One of these days, you'll be the meme of the day. Put it, put your lip gloss on. <laughs> I don't even, uh, I don't even know how to, oh, there it goes. There it goes. Hard. I did your cat? He, my cat did not piss on your mom. Yeah, sparkles it was just like my hair's wet and like Sparky is Sparky Sparky. Like I have a cat named Sparky. Sparky came in here. Sparky came in here. They did not spray you. Yeah, they had some weird fight. Like, there's still tufts of hair in the floor. I haven't vacuumed yet. But, like, if you if they had sprayed you, you'd know it. I, you would smell it. It smells weird. I would know. This area would still... Like, I have to clean furiously. 
anytime Smokey sprays. But it's very, it's very, very rare. You didn't get sprayed. You did not get sprayed. You would, you would know. It, it has a distinct smell. You knowed it. Arguing with Sparkles about whether she got sprayed by one of my cats or not. I put Smokey up to it. I told him to do it. Yeah, I commanded them to... One, one, it's not piss. Like, Squirt is only what? Like, 40% piss? 50% piss? Something like that? How would I know that? You live in sexual anarchy? What are we talking about tonight? If we get around to it, we're going to listen to Glenn Beck. We're going to listen to Glenn Beck like give a lecture to Dave Rubin for being gay. I think that's what that is. We are going to hear about the lab league theory. Apparently, one of the researchers has turned on one of her colleagues and given an interview to Ryan Grimm. So maybe we will get new information about the supposed lab leak theory. I'm I'm the way I always am. Like, give me fucking evidence. We have no evidence right now. All the evidence points to it being zoonotic. She's got some circumstantial bullshit that the right-wingers like to run with. For evidence that it could be a lab leak, so this is one of the, this is one of the like foremost researchers in the world on this shit. Apparently, giving an explosive interview, so maybe we'll find out something we didn't know before. Starbucks ruled ruled on by the National Labor Relations Board said they retaliated against organizers. There are Chevron workers in California going on strike. Uh, The SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, not the Southeastern Conference of the NCAA, the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, has proposed a climate change disclosure for public companies. I'm all for that. It's probably a little uh, too little too late as a UN official has come out and said that the target of the climate goals that were set a few years ago are on life support at this moment. Could be one of the things that are fueling deadly wildfires in Texas currently. DOJ is... Uh, accusing Google of shady business practices in their antitrust suit against the tech giant. We're going to take a look at most of the congressional redistricting maps for the 2022 midterms have been drawn. We're going to take a look at some of the key races going into the fall and how the map... Maybe a little bit better for Democrats than a lot of people thought coming into the year. But it has put a few centrist Democrats now solidly in 
Trump territory districts. Put them in peril. Speaking of Trump. Trump was on with Stuart Varney on Fox Business. Apparently he gave a batshit crazy interview because of course he did. Like I told you guys last night, just the closer and closer we get to the 2022 midterms, the more and more Trump we're going to get. Then after 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 the midterms, it's going to be all about fucking Trump. He is going to be ramping up his run for 2024, and it's going to be him in the news cycle a hell of a lot more. Enjoy this lull while you can. I have a video uh, by a a duo. They are a right-wing duo called Red Boots and Hills. I, I think they're like the country version of Diamond and Silk. They're going to tell us why the war in Ukraine is not causing inflation here in the U.S., The Chinese plane crash is the second story on my list of stories tonight. I was going... Producer Warlord, since we're going to have our little production meeting right here, I was going to start off with the car show shooting in Texas. And then follow that with the Chinese plane crash. I wanted to actually start off the night with... uh, the Katanji Brown Jackson hearings. But I felt everything flowed a little bit better if we started off with kind of like, you know, the the shocking news. I didn't really know I didn't really know where to put the car show shooting in Texas at. The Chinese plane crash in the midst of all the other stories. Everything else flowed so well. So I was gonna I was gonna start off with Topser. So Warlord uh, alluded to a plane crash in China. If it bleeds, it leads. That's the uh, that's the motto of U.S. news agencies. We actually have video of the plane. I saw just a just a, a, a second. I mean, we don't have that much of it because, like, it ain't it ain't uh, it ain't a very long video because it ain't in the air very long. It is a complete nosedive. You guys are going to fucking like picking your draws up off the floor. We'll get some details on the crash as well. I don't know if there are any survivors or anything like that. Haven't read the story yet. What's up, Sky Comet? I am sorry you're about to fall over dead. I hope you have some form of an intoxicant. Why you gotta spoil it, Warlord? Why you gotta spoil it? No spoilers here, Warlord. What the fuck? I save these stories to read with you guys. And then Warlord gotta come in here and, like, just spoil the ending for me. No survivors. 133 dead. With no spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) With no spoiler alert. Well, I do. Also, I have a really hard time when we have trolls in here. I have a really hard time not responding to them. 
I'm just like, I would, I get completely off topic, whatever the fuck I was talking about, points I was making, and I'm like, I want to talk to the person that's like a griefer in my chat. Oh, did not see that plot twist coming. Chris Jenner behind the Chinese plane crash. Also, I have a rap video by a guy with a mullet. Really need to see this. That's good. That's good. There's going to be a couple of really good videos back to back. <laughs> oh, you knew it. You knew Chris Jenner was behind it, apparently. Oh, shit. All right. Let's start off the evening with the tragic stories, unfortunately. There was a shooting at a car show in Texas over the weekend. At least 24 injured, one dead. I thought we had a local news hit on it. Oh, here we go, here we go. This is Joe Burgess with MonticelloLive.com. The following is a 9 p.m. interview with Dumas Police Chief Keith Finch. Record. Oh. 9 p.m. In okay, here we go. Here we go. Fuck. Good evening and thank you for watching. Make it hard to find. News at 10. I'm Gary Byrne Jr. We began tonight with breaking news out of Dumas. We have confirmed that one person is dead and as many as 10 people. Yes, 10 people have been shot at a car show. Joining us now is KRK4's Mitch McCoy. Mitch. 10 people. Well, clearly, clearly this is a. Yeah, good evening, everyone. Good evening, Gary. Older story. Um, this is, of course, a very active scene. We've know at, the, at this point, at least 10 people have been shot one per yeah this does us no good because we've got more pertinent details here. arkansas state police i'm sorry i said it happened in texas it was demos arkansas i guess i was probably looking at a uh news story from texas Arkansas State Police confirmed early Sunday morning that one person is dead and at least 24 injured in a shooting outside of a car show in dumas said one suspect is in custody and a search will continue Sunday for others who may have been firing into the crowd. Arkansas. That's the way that's the way people from other countries pronounce it, isn't it? Arkansas is a a That's more fun to say, Arkansas. Hold on. I had, I had a pot dealer, and he was all, he also made meth, and he had a meth head girlfriend, and she told me a joke. What did Tennessee? The same thing, Arkansas. <laughs> Say some shit about Mobile. <laughs> oh fuck. I am gl I am glad that I'm in position now that I can do the news and be professional about it somewhat, but like crack up and fucking make jokes and shit as I'm doing like a serious story about people dying. I would have been fired for that many years ago. Gruber <laughs> said one suspect is in custody and the search will continue on Sunday for others who may have been firing into the crowd. 
The Dumas police chief said several hours ago that several children were among the victims. Investigators have been interviewing victims and witnesses overnight. Mobile. Mobile. I, I don't know how to fucking say it. I don't know how you're wanting me to say it. It's mobile. That's how you actually say it. I think. All right, this is the crazy-ass fucking video. A China Eastern Boeing 737 nosedives before a fiery crash. Now, I believe, like, they grounded all of these planes, at least here in the U.S., after this happened earlier today. A hundred and thirty two people on board. I hope Warlord didn't die. I mean, if you say the wrong thing to Sparkles, like she may make it happen. God damn. In case you want to watch that again, if you have some morbid curiosity. Fuck. What's up, Residue? I I had a girlfriend. She liked rock. Aircraft investigation episode. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of investigation will go into this because it happened in China. Because And because I'm an American, I'm not going to fucking hear about it. <laughs> only, only because there was cool video did I hear about it today. America, fuck yeah. Capitalist did <laughs> Usually, usually that's a a good place to put the blame on the capitalists. Any nomination. All right. Today was the start of the confirmation hearings for Katanji Brown Jackson. No, I did not say Chris Jenner. Didn't Oh, is Chris Jenner the capitalist? Oh, Sparkles, I forgot today. I wanted to on Friday, I wanted to show you the... Ta- I know I wanted to get away from doing stupid celebrity shit. But clearly, we got to keep keep up with the Kardashians. I wanted to show you the text message exchange between Kanye and Pete Davidson where Kanye asked Pete where he was and Pete Davidson said, I'm in bed with your wife and then sent a picture of him. Like you lay there, like, ah! <laughs> I really, really wanted your input on that story. I almost, I was banned on Facebook and couldn't send you messages. I almost sent that whole story to you. Like, no, 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 I'll just show it to her on the freak show.
And he's like, even Pete's like telling him, like, you're not in a good place, man. I'm going to help you get help. Blah, blah, blah. I want, I want to see you get better. And then he's like, ah, I'm in bed with your wife. Ha ah, ha. Like, it's. I, I, don't, I don't know if I condone Pete Davidson in, in this issue. It's sad when both parents need a psycho. Do you know who needs a psych eval? I assume Josh Hawley after today. Because, like, he's clearly been drinking that QAnon juice. It was the start of Katanji Brown Jackson's confirmation hearings in front of the Senate Judiciary Committing. 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 Committee. The Senate Judiciary Committee. Enunciate your words, Justin. Well, I told you guys, and like I only knew it because like I, I I listen to people that's smarter than me. But like that's exactly what the Republicans were going to go after her about was the lax sentences for child pornography. That's, uh, I think that's what Ted Cruz gets into. I haven't, I haven't watched, uh, much of this. I actually fell asleep on the couch earlier to something completely different and woke up to the hearings. I will say when I woke up, they were talking about, uh, the idea that the Constitution was a living document. And, and Republicans must really hate this idea, even though I thought, I thought that was accepted. Like, that's what they teach you in school, that the Constitution is a living document. That's why it has amendments to it. That's why it has a process for amending it. That's why it ha- it sets up the courts to... <laughs> it's a zombie. It is a zombie. It is a relic of the past. But they set up the courts to interpret it and apply it to new uh, legal questions that arise. It is absolutely a living document. So I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know if they're going to get into this, but it's a good little summation of what happened today. And it's almost 420 long. So, uh, you know, light it up. Any nomination, any nomination to the court is historic. There have only been 115 justices in our nation's history. Judge Jackson's nomination, of course, is historic in more ways than one. Her nomination... Oh, you know, Warlord, I don't I don't think I saw, because I kind of, I skimmed through this. I don't think I saw Marsha Blackburn was the senator that you're referring to. I did see her line of questioning. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have to look her up. <clears throat> Pending a confirmation by the Senate will bring us one step closer to having a Supreme Court that is more reflective of our nation. Judge Jackson is not anti-law enforcement. She hails from a law enforcement family. She's also one of the... And that's one of the reasons why they picked her. ...national law enforcement organizations, including the National Fraternal Order... This is Senator Patrick Leahy, one of the most senior senators. Her background is a federal... I believe he is chairman of the Judiciary Committee, and that's why he is the first one speaking. ...criminal justice system to the Supreme Court. I'm a bit troubled by some of the positions you've taken and arguments that you've made representing people who uh, have committed terrorist acts against the United States and other dangerous criminals. 
As someone who has deep respect for the adversarial system of justice, I understand the importance of zealous advocacy. But it appears that sometimes this zealous advocacy has gone beyond. Oh, man. <laughs> and in some instances, it appears that your advocacy has bled over into your decision-making process as a judge. The bottom line here is when it is. Well, this is old Lady Graham. Philosophy when it's somebody of color on our side. It's about we're all racist if we ask hard questions. It's not going to fly with us. We're used to it now. At least I am. So it's not going to matter a bit to any of us. I, Senator Graham, with all due respect, I don't think I would get up on a nationally televised worldwide audience and say, I've been called a racist a lot. I'm an old white man from South Carolina. I get called racist all the time. I wonder why, Senator Graham. Us. We're going to ask you what we think you need to be asked. And Senator Hawley, you need to ask her about her record as a uh, district court judge. You should. I hope you do. And Graham Cracker. What she says. Very fair game. Let me say a few things that I'm concerned about, aspects of your record that, that trouble me. This will come as no surprise. I've said it in public already. But I want to be, again, very candid in the interest of an open and honest discussion and specific. So here are, I hope, in the next couple of days, some of the cases from your time on the on the court, the district court, the federal district court, that I hope that we can talk about. Let me just run few, uh, through a few of them so you know exactly which ones I mean. United States versus Hawkins. This was a child pornography case where the defendant distributed multiple images of child porn, possessed dozens more, including videos. The federal sentencing guidelines recommended a sentence of 97 to 121 months in prison. Prosecutors recommended 24 months in prison. Just I think I'm good, Scott Comet, but thank you for the concern. In prison. Behind you in your family is your daughter, Layla. And when she was 11 years old, I love this. Yeah, I think this is just getting to the family part. Like, this is the highlights of today. To nominate his mo- her, her mother, you, to the United Graham States. Graham crackers are my favorite uh, that letter, stoner snack. Put forward, I, I put Nutella on Graham crackers. Would be, quote, a great Supreme Court justice. I suspect after these proceedings, and please God, after your confirmation of the Supreme Court, something it would suck though. If they like they would put me back up pretty quick, and they would overrule it. But like it would suck. It like I it would take a day or two to get my Twitch back if they did. Generations of little young boys, no matter who their parents are, will have the audacity to write the President of the United States whether they're daughters of white parents or black parents or biracial parents or Muslim and Jewish parents, Sikh or Hindu parents, we're going to see a new generation of children talking about their mamas and daring to write to the president of the United States of America that my mama... Tell the president about your mama. Supreme Court. Well, I want to tell your daughter right now that that dream of hers is so close to being a reality, some tough days ahead, but... I think it could happen. Yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't get into the real fireworks, so let's let's watch some of those. Here is Mandy. It's your uh, senator, Marsha Blackburn. I'm sorry to call you out. Let everybody know what state you're from. Marsha Blackburn accuses Judge Katanji Brown Jackson of sitting on the board of a school that teaches students about so-called white privilege. Clarity at a time when these parental rights appear to be under assault by the radical left 
your public comments about, and I'm going to quote you, the transformative power of progressive education, end quote. These are deeply concerning. You serve on the board of a school that teaches kindergartners, five-year-old children, that they can choose their gender and teaches them about so-called white privilege. I would have liked to have seen a response. As Blackburn uh, really, really wanted to talk about critical race theory with the black judge. You have praised the 1619 Project, which argues the U.S. is a fundamentally racist country. And you have made clear that you believe judges must consider critical race. It's literally in the Constitution, Marsha. I know you've never read the fucking thing. Literally in the Constitution. Racism is built into our Constitution. We had to have an amendment... To overturn slavery. Our founding document considers them less than a person. Marsha. Race theory when deciding how to sentence criminal defendants. Is it your personal I, hidden agenda? My card expired, Sky Comet. I'm sorry. I need to send off for a new one. To incorporate critical race theory into our legal system. These are answers that the American people need to know. So we are going Yeah, I really wish we could have seen the whole clip. Damn it. I don't know. I'd have to be awful hungry to eat a eat a eat a card. I'm Well, she doesn't know that. Unlike unlike most lawmakers, Marsha Blackburn did not come from the legal profession. He was an image consultant. <laughs> I'm I'm not joking. She she was an image consultant. <laughs> oh. They're not sending their best, I don't think. Russia tells U.S. Ambassador bilateral ties on the verge of breaking. That's uh, that's what you uh, want to hear a an ambassador from Russia say when everybody's battling about the idea of World War Three. The Russian Foreign Ministry summoned John Sullivan, U.S. Ambassador to Russia, and handed him a note over President Biden's unacceptable comments about Russian President Vladimir Putin, saying that ties between the countries are on the verge of breaking. Russian officials were referring to Biden's comments to reporters last week, calling Putin a war criminal over Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said that he personally agreed with Biden's assessment. Russian Foreign Ministry said that Biden's comments were unworthy of a statesman of such a high rank. What an insult to tell the President of the U.S. that his comments were unworthy of a statesman of such a high rank. 
adding that any hostile actions taken against Russia would receive a decisive and firm rebuff. As a general man, I don't know why I said rebuff. Like, really weird. As a general man, we don't speak to every single diplomatic communication, but I will say this. Ambassador Sullivan took advantage of this encounter to demand that the Russian government follow international law and basic human decency for that matter. Allow consular access to all U.S. citizen detainees in Russia, including those in pretrial detention, State Department spokesperson Ned Price said Monday during a press conference. He is a war criminal. That's, I mean, Biden spoke the truth. And when he mentions people that are in pre-trial detention, he is talking about Brittany Griner. I brought up the story last night. There was video. There was actually existed a couple days ago, but I didn't know about it last night. Video footage of Brittany Griner since her Russian detention. Published like three days ago. That is her walking into one of her court appearances. In Moscow, earlier this month, news broke the WNBA star and two-time Olympic gold medalist Brittany Griner being held in Russia. According to some reports, she had been there for three weeks. It seems like the midpoint in February was when she was detained. Russian authorities allege that Griner was stopped in an airport and was found to be transporting hashish oil, an illegal substance. Now, the first video footage of Griner has surfaced since she was detained. In the video, Griner was reportedly walking to a court date about her detainment. In court, a Russian judge granted a petition and reportedly extended the detention until at least May 19th. If Griner stays for the duration, she will have been kept in custody of Russian authorities for five months. Huck, 31-year-old, faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted. Prior to this footage servicing, videos and photographs of Griner during her detention had been scarce. An undated mugshot was released by Russian media last week. Prior, a video had leaked of Griner in in the airport as she was being detained. Athlete had been in Russia to play basketball, which is common for WNBA players looking to supplement their income. It is expected that she was at the airport where she was detained as she tried to exit the country. The Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has said his office is working to bring Griner home. I'm just, I'm appalled at the lack of coverage that I'm seeing. It's not being shared out everywhere. There's not fucking, like, justice for Britney fucking, uh, what you call those things on profiles on Facebook. What the fuck? I just, I can't help but think that her complexion has something to do with that. The fact that she's tatted up and she's got uh, dreads and everything. I think she had dreads, yeah. She's got dreadlocks. Like, she just, she doesn't fit the bill for the typical person to fawn over in, in U.S. media. And it disgusts me. White House is warning of a cyber attack. From Russia on the U.S. To be clear, there is no certainty there will be a cyber incident on critical infrastructure. This afternoon, the president released a statement and fact sheet regarding cyber threats to the homeland. 
urging private sector partners to... And, and, this, and this is a fantastic time, with, with, with something like this, fantastic time to redo our fucking infrastructure, which is completely outdated. It's a mishmash, patchwork. <laughs> all, of, all of our electrical grid, everything needs to be completely rehauled and re, redone. Hopefully the Russian cyber division is better than the military. Apparently the, like we talked about the stalemate last night, apparently. Uh, I mean, I, I think we did a pretty good job of, you know, the stalemate could be the deadliest part where Russia gets really desperate. Because, like, I, I saw, like, a right-winger going off on, on on how the news media had covered that report. And I'm like, I think I did it justice. I also think I questioned the the think tank that put out the bees properly as well. But this is a fantastic time for us to completely rehaul or overhaul and redo our infrastructure. If we're worried about a cyber attack from Russia, especially he's mentioning private companies, hey, maybe like our 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 um, our energy should be nationalized. Hey, it's a matter of national security now. Take immediate action to shore up their defenses against potential cyber attacks. We've previously warned about the potential for Russia to conduct cyber attacks against the United States including as a, re- as a response to the unprecedented economic costs that the U.S. and allies and partners impose in response to Russia's further invasion of Ukraine. Today, we are reiterating those warnings, and we're doing so based on evolving threat intelligence that the Russian government is exploring options for potential cyber attacks on critical infrastructure in the United States. So preparatory... I don't know about tactical nukes. Poor Lord, but I can tell you about hypersonic fucking missiles. You want to talk about hypersonic fucking missiles? A DOD official says Russia's hypersonic missile boasts a bit of head scratcher. A bit of a head scratcher. Russia may have launched a hypersonic missile over the weekend in an assault on a Ukrainian munitions depot, a senior Defense Department official said Monday, but Moscow's claim about the nature of the weapon is a bit of a head-scratcher. U.S. officials are not able to refute the Russian military's declaration Saturday that it used a Kinzhal hypersonic missile to strike an underground warehouse storing Ukrainian missiles and aviation ammunition. Launch would be the first use of a Kinzhal in combat. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But U.S. officials also can't independently confirm Russia's claim, said the official who spoke on condition of anonymity. It's not entirely clear, so what we would assess is it's certainly possible. President Joe Biden appeared to confirm Russia's use of hypersonic missiles when speaking Monday night at the Business Roundtable's CEO quarterly meeting. They've just launched a hypersonic missile because it's the only thing that they can get through with absolute certainty. Russia's claim about the hypersonic missile has drawn scrutiny from arms observers in recent days, and the senior DOD official described the weapon's alleged deployment as confusing given the circumstances of its use. 
Hypersonic missiles fly faster than five times the speed of sound and are maneuverable, making them difficult to shoot down. All ballistic missiles can achieve hypersonic speeds, but the Russians claim the Kazal can also be guided during flight, changing course to avoid air defenses. It is not clear if this missile used that uh, capability or if it operated as a traditional ballistic missile. Bit of a head-scratcher, to be honest with you, because it's not exactly clear why, if it's true, why would you need a hypersonic missile fired from not that far away to hit a building? Aw, damn! Couldn't make any transactions on your bank account, Tones. That sucks. Was this was this the thing that I saw them launch? I don't think it was, but I saw them launch some shit, and uh, they set all the shrubbery around them on fire. Like it was this little little rocket launcher thing, and it just it set everything around it on fire. I don't, I just assume everything has cameras on it now, right? It's also possible that Russia is trying to send a message to Ukraine and the, and the West by using the weapon and trying to gain some leverage at the negotiating table, the official added. But from a military perspective, if it was a hypersonic missile, there's not a whole lot of practicality about it. Pretty sure this article was published today. Yes, it was published today. So when it said Biden spoke on Monday night, it kind of freaked me out. But then I remembered Biden's in Europe. Biden's probably in bed right now. I don't know exactly where he's at right now, but he's going to be in Poland tomorrow or Wednesday. So expect a Biden speech at some point in time. We might go live with it. Friday began with the Kremlin praising fucking... I'm sure the White House would want to make a big deal about that. Like Biden going overseas, being well-received. It'd be a very good PR thing for them to, you know, hold a big public, you know, presser thing where Biden gives comments somewhere. So maybe if he does that, we'll go live. If I'm not asleep on the couch. Friday began with the Kremlin praising Fox News. It ended with Fox spreading Kremlin propaganda. (laughs) Kevin McCarthy uh, tries to have it both ways in response to Madison Cawthorn calling Zelensky a thug. We're reading from uh, Aaron Rupert's uh, substack. Rupert is a fantastic reporter and a fantastic follow on Twitter. I get a lot of videos from him. Friday began with Russia's top diplomat praising Fox News. It ended with Fox News citing a Kremlin spokesperson to demean President Biden. Those two events demonstrated how, wittingly or not, America's most watched cable network has led its obsession with owning the libs lead into it doing Putin's, uh, Putin's, Putin's bidding. And the Kremlin is grateful. Last week, I wrote about Tucker Carlson's brand of anti-anti-Putinism and how he's gone so far as to parrot Putin's talking points, including that Ukraine isn't a real country. 
But it's not just Tucker. Sean Hannity, for instance, apparently agrees with much of Biden's response to Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Hannity, too, opposes putting U.S. troops on the ground and supports providing military aid. And never mind that Hannity staunchly supported Trump when he was impeached for withholding military aid from Ukraine. But his commentary about the war is almost entirely in the service of denigrating Biden as weak and frail and cognitively struggling, quote unquote. Oral clarity takes a backseat to kneecapping the Democratic president. It's almost enough to make you forget about Putin's ultimate culpability. This sort of agenda-driven coverage, especially during the uh, primetime triumvirate. Triumvirate. Triumvirate, a group of three men holding power, particularly uh, uh, in Rome. Or, I guess, Greek. Office of Triumvir in ancient Rome. Yeah, ancient history wasn't my thing. I, I studied modern history far more closely. Intra- especially during the primetime triumvirate of Carlson, Hannity, and Laura Ingram. Stands in contrast to the reality-based approach you see on CNN and MSNBC. Thus, as Julia Davis of the Daily Beast has detailed, Russian state TV can't get enough of Fox monologues and has been playing uh, clips from them regularly. When uh, it's usually Russia that they're accusing of misinformation and underhanded tactics. Well, we are very very small player in uh, international information war it's it the the information uh, world information is dominated by the by the media belonging to the uh, americans the brits anglo-saxons uh, in in general and of course uh, the germans the French, using the fake news line uh, it's another matter uh, what is the quality of those of those uh, information outlets uh, they more and more become uh, if you take cnn they they prefer to avoid uh, analytical materials and they more and more concentrate on some uh, reports which would be made of slogans russia is an aggressor uh, Russia is murdering uh, civilians. Uh, Russia is uh, abusing uh, sports, and so on and so forth. When they when they uh, concentrate on uh, TikTok and other uh, resources like this and other platforms, and when they target kids because TikTok, I guess the Russians, uh, young boys and girls. But I mean, it's a, it's a dog whistle. This is uh, an attempt to brainwash them for the rest of their life. Uh, And this is uh, indecent uh, and uh, not fair. If you want uh, information, uh, competition, if you want competition uh, among uh, media... Well, 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 Sky Comet. We're going to get into that. Not to mention that America isn't white, it's multicolored. Yes, yes, you are correct. And that... That is going to go in, into perfectly into a story we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. Keep that in mind as, we, as we've got all this Russian propaganda. Why is Fox News doing this bullshit? Why are they trying to... Because... Trying to make Biden an illegitimate president. 
That's what that's that's the goal of the U.S. right wing at this moment. Why are they trying to do that? It has to do with the fact of you know white America. Uh, outlets. Uh, then there must be some rules, and I would remind you and your uh, viewers that in 1990, when the Soviet Union was uh, living under this uh, new thinking concept and uh, uh, human values, common uh, values for the mankind, uh, the Western colleagues in Organization of Security and Cooperation in Europe, they were pushing uh, very actively and finding support on the Soviet side. The uh, series of documents in OSC uh, on freedom of speech, on access to information, and such documents were endorsed by consensus and Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe. These days, when... Um, your channel and the Sputnik uh, many years ago uh, were banned from attending, for example, um, press conferences uh, and briefings in uh, Elysee in Paris. Uh, now, I, it's interesting that he brings up the idea of free speech because I kind of skipped over this. Uh, Russia has banned Facebook and Twitter. Oh, bans Facebook and Instagram says Meta is an extremist organization. Media winch. Thank you for the resub. Love your face. We're going to raid you here in a little bit. Russia bans Facebook and Instagram says Meta is an extremist organization. It is following uh, inciting alleged death policy against Russian forces, says the company is engaging in extremist activities, which is peculiar to an extremist organization. So just just bring that up as he uh, brings up freedom of speech. French colleagues that this was against their commitment in OSC. They were saying, no, 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 no. Access to information is applicable only to uh, mass media. And RT and Sputnik, they're not mass media, they're propaganda tools. Uh, another example uh, of abusing uh, the uh, community. Now, now, as I mentioned, Russia banning Facebook, I also, I don't agree with the U.S. banning RT. And RT actually has some, some decent commentators on I like Lee Camp. Uh, Lee Camp gets a lot of shit. I like Lee Camp. I I haven't I haven't followed Lee Camp in the last couple of years. Hopefully he didn't go nuts over the fucking COVID. Never know. I've always really liked the guy and liked his insight. And he's on RT. I used to watch uh, Jesse Ventura's show on RT. But yeah, as long as you know it is. Russian state television in the U.S. And you you understand the context. They can have views and commentary on things going on in the U.S. Commitments and obligations. When a couple of years ago in London, there was a conference on freedom of media in the modern world. Uh, We were not even invited. And uh, no Russian media was invited. So we we know the manners.
Motherfucker, this has been happening more and more frequently. It looks like the Twitch chat has paused again. It'll come back in just a few minutes. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, RT is Russia Today. It is a television on a lot of cable provider. Tel- it is a television station on a lot of cable providers, uh, satellite companies. Uh, I think I had it when I had uh, Dish Network. I think I also had it when I had Comcast. It's just another it's another news organization, but it's owned solely by Russia and the US government banned it. So like you you cannot watch RT in the US right now. I mean I I would assume you can still get their content on the internet, but like their channel is blank on cable providers, as I understand it. And the tricks which are being used uh, by the Western countries to manipulate media, we, we understood long ago that there is no such thing as an independent Western media. This is the part we want to get to. States only Fox News is trying to present some alternative uh, point of view. Uh, but when uh, uh, you see, you watch other channels, and when you, when you uh, watch, uh, read uh, social networks, uh, and uh, internet platforms. Uh, when uh, like Twitch, acting president was was blocked, uh, uh, as you know, and this. Uh, well, yeah, he incited a riot against the country in very big way, and the you know substitution of. So I mean, like that's just the, that's the context right here. Like this dude should be allowed to speak on RT, which is Russian television. But also just know, like, he's getting on there talking about free speech. They banned fucking Facebook. If anybody at Fox was bothered about receiving praise from the Kremlin, they didn't say so on air. On the contrary, that evening, Hannity used a statement from Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov about Biden purported uh, cognitive decline. When describing Biden, a Kremlin spokesperson said, quote, given such irritability from Mr. Biden, his fatigue and sometimes forgetfulness, well, fatigue that leads to aggressive statements, we will not make harsh assessments so as not to cause more aggression. Now, like I've been saying, Biden's weakness on the world stage, it is emboldening bad actors all across the globe as Biden and Democrats abandon the peace through strength strategy that was successful under President Trump and even President Reagan. So how is he... So Russia is upset because he used too strong a language to refer to them, but Hannity is upset that Biden was too weak. Jesus. Republican leaders downplay the party's pro-Putin caucus. Speaking of echoing Kremlin propaganda, Representative Madison Cawthorn made waves last week with a video uh, service of him bashing Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. I've not seen the video. Let's watch it. So they can defend themselves better. But remember that Zelensky is a bum. Remember that the Ukrainian government is incredibly corrupt and it is incredibly evil and it has been pushing woke ideologies and it really does the new woke world... They're woke. They're woke. They're woke. <laughs> uh, Ukraine is woke. 
the, the clip is also getting heavy play on Russian state television. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's response to that craziness illustrates the dilemma he faces as he tries to distance himself from his party's clown caucus without alienating their voters. During a press briefing on Friday, McCarthy called Cawthorn's comments wrong. One of your colleagues, uh, Madison Cawthorn, called the... But then supports his re-election. ...suggested they're pushing disinformation. Have you spoken to him, and yes. do you support his re-election? Um... Madison is wrong. Uh, if there's any thug in this world, it's Putin. Um, you just watched Putin with Russia directing Russia bomb maternity war. By the way, the in a theater judge has allowed that's The judge has allowed Cawthorn's candidacy to go forward. There had been a challenge to it on the grounds that North Carolina actually has in their constitution that you can't serve the state if you participated in an insurrection. And somebody actually challenged Cawthorn on that. Identified in the front and the back from the air that you're housing children. Bomb. This is atrocious. This is wrong. This is the aggressor. This is the one that needs to end this war. This is the one that everybody should unite against. You support his reelect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he was completely wrong on this critical question, but without hesitation, I support his re-election. <sighs> Mitch McConnell downplays the GOP's pro-Putin wing as merely an issue of a few lonely voices. Um... You are very clear uh, in your language there, but others in your party have not been. Um, Congresswoman Liz Cheney has said there's actually a Putin wing of the Republican Party these days. I think she's referring to Congressman Cawthorn, who called Zelensky a thug. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said the U.S. should not fund a war the Ukrainians cannot possibly win. Is there any room in the Republican Party? Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene said the the Ukrainians should just, like, give up, lay down, Uh, can't win it. Voices out there that are in a different place, uh, but uh, looking at Senate Republicans, I can tell you that I would have, had I been the majority leader, put this Ukraine supplemental up by itself. I think virtually every one of my members would have voted for it. Uh, the vast majority of the Republican Party, writ large, both in the Congress and across the country, are totally behind the Ukrainians and urging the president to do uh, take these steps quicker yeah to be bolder so uh, there may be a few lonely voices off the side i wouldn't pay much attention to them i want we're going to hear from one of those voices here in just a little bit his name is mo brooks he's running for senate in alabama he's now one of three high-profile republicans that are calling on Mitch McConnell to be fired. Let's talk about how uh, Russia-Ukraine war is not to blame for the increasing costs of everything across America. I've been wanting to play a video by these two ladies that came onto my radar a couple months ago for a while now. 
haven't really had a, a current video I could throw up. They, they only broadcast like once every other week or some shit. Here we go. Let's get their take on the Russia-Ukraine situation. This is Red Boots and Hills. The conservative uh, duo, a couple of ladies. Red Boots and Hills. Oh, come on. You can see. You can see. You can see why I wanted to play this, right? Red Boots and Heels. I'm Boots. And I'm Heels. Glad that you joined us. Boots and Heels. That's actually their names. I, you like, know, it's never ending. It is. I mean, it's, we say bom- this every single time. Every single time. We need something else to say. Um, <laughs> we don't have prompts, okay? We don't have a teleprompter, okay? Let's like go, Brandon. That's know. the only thing else I can say is, let's go, <laughs> Brandon. Know, right? But uh, Yeah, let's look at this realistically. A 1.79% inflation when Trump left office. Let's say that again. 1. 1.79%. Inflation when Trump left office, and where are we sitting right now? Eight percent within one year of uh, the Biden presidency. Well, so you what, can't blame that on Putin, people, and no. that's what I'm hearing out there. That's no, no blame it on Trump. That also, I mean, not yeah. that it's not a horrible thing, but that yeah. distraction, distraction, yeah. distraction, yeah. and it has nothing and, to do but, with what's happening. In like, the, wasn't the inflation rate like four? Like, they're citing like the pandemic this. inflation. They're, they're, the smoke screens. It was like four percent. And of the convoluted American media are shining through. And the average American, you don't have to have a PhD to see what's going on here. And more and more people are waking up to it. I think so, too. I mean, I'm looking at all of, uh, you know, the news across across the world right now. And I I mean, it's not just here. No. But other countries are really seeing through a lot of this. I don't, I don't know what a Stepford wife means. And, um, you know, I mean, we, we touched on the whole Ukraine thing, and it's a terrible thing. I'm assuming they are housewives that had a couple glasses of wine earlier in the day. But the realities of it all. You know, the leaders are not the ones that die. It's right. those people that are just trying to fight uh, for their homeland or fight for... They've a, been listening to a little uh, system of a day. Don't the presidents fight the war? Why do they always send the poor? Not the leaders who die. You're right. What their beliefs are, and and really, they just want to go home at the end of right. the day, like everybody else. So I feel for them. I and feel our horribly, cry horribly for them. them. And I feel, yeah. I feel, I feel sorry for yeah. uh, poor Russian citizens that are caught up in this too, because nobody wants this either. Yeah. And yeah. you know, there's a good possibility that that the escalation that we have seen with this didn't need to happen, yeah. and a lot of things are manipulated. Uh, and it's the common everyday citizen that has been taken. Yeah hostage by evil governments and what yeah. we're trying to say is we don't want to see that happen here no we, we don't. don't want to be put in the what? same position that that the people of the ukraine the that the good people in yeah. russia which there are yeah. there are good people in russia yes. they're all being held hostage by evil governments yeah and we True. don't want that to happen in the United States. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe we'll feel a little bit better because Kamala has now gone to Poland and Romania. And, you know, just, just to tell them that, you know, that, that the USA is unified in uh, what's happening in Ukraine. I feel a whole lot better. Not. I don't know if you saw her <laughs> comments, but I'm going to just try to stay away from... 
Kamala. Well, she's not done anything for the United States of America. No. I don't see how anybody... Vice President Harris, ladies. Vice President border, Harris. So, you know, how does anybody feel any better about uh, what's happening in Ukraine or, or putting her in charge okay. or about an, a, a war? I do have this to say. I don't say. get it. I um, just don't get it. We, we get some... Wait a minute. I thought you didn't have anything to say. Well, I do have to say this because... <laughs> I didn't think in so. In <laughs> some of the comments, we have great friends yes. uh, that, that, that have joined in... Uh, in, in you, don't, you don't have friends, ladies. You don't have friends. What we came here for. We are just the average. Like it is the two of you, and when everybody else leaves the room, you like you, you cat on everybody. We're just the average working person that has something to say, and we want. No, you're not. But I will say this: her average, uh, what she has comments. to say, you know, her comments kind of resonate like something that you would say to a four or five year old. So we actually feel like most of the time we're more well-spoken than Kamala Harris. Well, here's the thing. It goes to identity politics, really. And I mean, it it stems back to the reason that she's in office in the first place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Biden's pick for vice presidency was based on, and I don't care who who says different, really based on more race. And And, and being a female, um, there are so many other women and people and people of, of... Guys, the cuts in this, like they must have said something there that they didn't like. And they're not even... I thought the video was fucking up. Like, my computer was stuttering or some shit. No, that's a cut in the video. They just... They just... Of color, which that shouldn't even play a part in it. Yeah. Uh They... They... They drank some wine. Came in there, sat in front of a table. They talked for, what, an hour, hour and a half? And then cut it into... 1613 and put it on YouTube um, that that are more well well qualified to lead our country and to be have diplomatic ties to other nations than this woman but I'm just gonna hush right there even his pick his nominee you, for well, you, uh, you guys voted for Trump though so I, I wouldn't trust your judgment is also is it folks I, I kind of want to know now I'm not saying anything against her because um, you know, she may be the best qualified in the world, but honestly, is that the reason? But for you the don't pick? know. So it comes down to well, identity. basically they've said that that's the reason for the pick. My I mean, point is that it's identity politics. Does she have a wig on? I wanted to say it was extensions or something. I wanted to like that. That was clearly if it is if it is not fake hair of some sorts. She spent a shit ton of she spent far more money than I would ever spend at a beauty salon. Not not this lady. I I can't tell if that's her real hair. It is styled gorgeous. She has extensions. Something's going on. Auto mods. Oh, I might have had to, and Sky Comet, so I had to, uh, somebody uh, pointed out that I I still had on like the 10 minute wait for new followers to comment. I'd like everything still like on high restriction, so just tell me what I need to do and I'll remember to go and fucking turn it back down. You can't even tell just what a Stepford wrote live is. I'm sorry. If it was a link, then then that was just like you're not allowed to share links, just so like people can't spam shit. That was actually that was something cool when the the Dalton cod fed, fedder. 
when that when that thing happened, uh, like he couldn't come in here and share his link. That's the reason why links are turned off. But yeah, like these women are not regular working class women. These women probably have a husband who is probably a blue collar worker, makes good money, you know, uh, fucking some kind of construction or some shit like that. A roofer, welder, some shit. They're, they're solidly in, in the middle class. Probably live in a in a in a quarter of a million dollar home in some fucking swanky subdivision somewhere. So don't don't talk to us about being like like normal working people. Even his pick, his nominee for uh, you know to to serve on the Supreme Court justice mm-hmm. is also is it folks? I, I kind of want to know. Now I'm not saying to serve on the Supreme Court justice. Uh, you know she may be the best qualified in the world, but honestly, is that the reason for the pick? So it comes. I don't think I went backwards. I think they cut and they they fucking put in the same clip twice. Like, I don't think we're going to make it through this because just the production value on this. This has 4,405 views. Now, I wonder how organic that is because it only has one comment. If I have a if I have a video with uh like 200 300 views, there's going to be comments under it. So it's really weird that they don't have any comments. They could have possibly deleted their comments. I don't know why cuz I would assume if you're getting 4,400 views organically, Look at this shit. Tell me, tell me this mullet doesn't just drive you fucking crazy. I love high gas prices. I love paying more for groceries. And I really love seeing taxes rise. It's so good knowing that I'm giving more, but receiving less. It makes me feel humble. But I'm going to stop with the sarcasm right there. Because I swear we're living in a real jungle. It's what? Pretty simple to me, though. It's way past being left or right. Just use your head and common sense and think about how you've been affected in daily life. Is it easier or is it harder? That's the most important question you should think of first. Because life is a bitch already as it is. And you don't need someone that's going to make it worse. Ask me? Huh, I think we're fucked. Don't give me that look. Everything sucks. Have you gone outside? Have you been to the store? Have you compared the prices to a year before? Do you drive a car? Have you pumped gas? Don't lie to me now. It sucks ass. You could brush it off like it's a fucking joke. But the media lies. I'm not going to lie to you. I actually have not pumped gas in the last year. I've not pumped gas in the last three years. Sorry. Numbers don't. Well, you can't blame Biden. It isn't him. Well, who the fuck is it then? What jacked up the prices? I want to know why I spend so much up at Conoco. Hey, 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 hey. You wanted the 80s aesthetic back. You wanted you wanted the uh, the, the cyberpunk. The, 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 the uh, new wave look and everything. Well, you got to get the mullet with it as well. They, all the 80s got to come with it. You got to take the good, the bad, and the mullety. 
insane that the leader of the country gets no blame because the whole entire time the last four years it was cheap as fuck i'm just saying now watch down in the comment section someone's gonna give us an economy lesson i can't wait to hear your expert analysis on fluctuation and how expenses balance hey, it's all a part of the process what the hell you bitching for it's fine oh yeah i forgot about the 16 cents that i saved on hot dogs for fourth of july what a fucking steal too bad i spent more on gas just to get the target so by the time i got done buying all this shit and filling up my car i had way less than when i started now i don't really call that saving no i call that losing money it doesn't take a genius to do simple math but apparently you can't so who's the dummy probably still me. i'm just pissed off is his name samson but i gotta sit here and act like i love this administration with a thumbs up stupid everything is no no you don't but you you should be if you want to have a fucking opinion you should be educated and know what you're talking about I have no fucking clue what he's trying to tell us. Nope. Every speech is like a gag reel. Every time I see the shit, I'm like, is that real? Well, considering the fact that the only other option was Trump, I don't think it's such a bad deal. <laughs> Fuck that. I want a strong leader. The strength of a man should be constantly tested, especially when you're in the most powerful position in the world. That should be not even a question. Nah. There's really not enough words that can describe the craziness we're facing, dude. But the crazier part is there's still people you need to sit down. Alright, do you do you think he's talented? I mean, he like he's not bad. He ain't blowing me away. That he has a list of people he's supposed to call on. And even then, he well, he made the joke like uh, the Biden administration put out like you, you saved like 16 cents on your 4th of July picnic or something. Like we don't even have a leader. It's like we're all just following blindly. Each of my grandparents could run circles around him in a debate and they're almost 90. Look at him. Don't take it from me. Go listen to him. It's not a rumor. You gotta, I mean, the... Today, Junior! Jesus Christ, go on YouTube and click any video of Joe Biden and check out the like and the dislike ratios. That should prove to you that no one likes him. I don't agree with anything he's done. His decisions affect Go look at the YouTube ratio. That doesn't mean that you're right. Also, like, YouTube isn't like the world. Maybe it's Sam So. I, I thought it was Sam Sun, but it looked like it was Sam So. The real Samso. The real mullet. This is an opinion piece by Thomas Zimmer. He is a professor of... He's a historian and visiting professor at Georgetown University where he focuses on the history of democracy and its discontents in the United States. The real and far scarier reason Republicans think Biden is illegitimate. The real reason those two ladies were behind their desk and let's go Brandon. The real reason mullet guy was doing his little rap about uh, the 4th of July. Night, Mandy. A fantastic evening, my dear. Many conservatives don't think the 2020 election was stolen, but they believe democracy itself has betrayed America by allowing the wrong people to take charge. Earlier this month, Team Trump claimed in court that their efforts to nullify Joe Biden's victory could not possibly have been fraudulent or be described as a criminal conspiracy because those in and around the White House had merely been acting on the basis of sincerely held suspicions. 
This sparked the latest round in the never-ending debate over whether or not Republicans actually believe the election was stolen from them. Politically, it is important to push back against the opportunistic ways in which Republicans up and down the country have been using the big lie. But if we are trying to understand what is animating the right's rapidly accelerating radicalization against democracy, binary assumptions of Republicans as either true believers or power-hungry or power cynics are not very help, helpful and actually obscure more than they illuminate. In some fundamental way, Republicans are both. What we really need to grapple with is why so many Republicans are convinced the outcome of the election was illegitimate regardless of whether or not there were specific procedural irregularities. Much more nefarious than a tantrum, Scott Comet. Surveys have consistently indicated that a clear majority, probably about two-thirds, of Republicans consider Biden an illegitimate president. It's highly likely that many of them are well aware that some of these specific conspiratorial claims emanating from the right, fake ballots, lost ballots, illegal voting, are bogus. But they don't seem to care about the specifics. They just believe Biden shouldn't be president. You will hear the common refrain among them is, I can't believe a man who campaigned from his basement and couldn't draw a crowd got more votes than anyone in the history of the country. Seems logical. It's not. But they don't. Uh, seem to care about the specifics. They just believe Biden shouldn't be president. What is most alarming is the underlying ideology that leads so many on the right to consider Democratic victories invalid, even if they concede there was nothing technically wrong with how the election was conducted. It has become a core tenet of the Republican worldview to consider the Democratic Party as not simply a political opponent, but an enemy pursuing an un-American project of turning what is supposed to be a white, Christian, patriarchal nation into a land of godless, multiracial pluralism. Conversely, Republicans see themselves as the sole proponents of real America, defending the country from the forces of radical leftism, liberalism, and wokeism. If they don't subscribe to the more outlandish conspiracies propagated by Trumpists, many Republicans agree that the Democratic Party is a fundamentally illegitimate political faction and that any election outcome that would lead to Democratic governance must be uh, rejected as illegitimate as well. Republicans didn't start from an assessment of how the 2020 election went down and come away from that exercise with sincerely held doubts. Rationalization worked backwards. They looked at the outcome and decided it must not stand. In other words, accusations of fraud gained plausibility among conservatives, not because of empirical evidence, but because they adhere to the higher truth of who is and who is not legitimately representing and therefore entitled to rule real America. It's worth paying attention to how reactionary intellectuals have been dealing with the 2020 election. We certainly wouldn't expect Trump, most Republican officials, or the conservative base to devour right-wing treatises. As much as they would like to believe it, these reactionary thinkers are not leading the movement. They tend to articulate the radicalizing authoritarian spirit that is threatening American democracy in strikingly stark terms. In this way, the right-wing intellectual sphere provides a crucial window into the energies and a... Uh, and uh, anxieties 
that are uh, animating the right more broadly. So, uh, in the magazine American Mind published an uh, instructive essay by Glenn Elmers entitled Conservatism is No Longer Enough. American Mind is a publication of the Claremont Institute, a right-wing think tank in California that has become home to some of the most outrightly pro-Trumpian intellectuals. That seems like an oxymoron. Yes, intellectuals. It is notable that Elmers makes no claim that the 2020 election was stolen. He doesn't allege manipulation, voter fraud, or uh, conspiracy, and in fact explicitly acknowledges that more people voted for Biden than for Trump. He does not peddle conspiracy theories, yet Elmers maintains that the outcome of the 2020 election is illegitimate and must not be accepted. According to Elmers, Biden's presidency represents an un-American idea of multiracial pluralism something that is fundamentally in conflict with what he refers to as authentic America. In his view, everyone who voted for Joe Biden and his progressive project of narcoticizing the American people and turning us into a nation of slaves is also un-American. I just can't get over that sentence. I've got to save that for later. It'll be like the title of the podcast. Joe Biden and his progressive project of narcoticizing the American people and turning us into a nation of slaves. And is therefore not worthy of inclusion in the body politic. Elmers declares that most people living in the United States, certainly more than half, are not Americans in any meaningful sense of the term. Only authentic Americans are allowed in Glenn Elmers' United States, a radicalized idea of the people, most clearly represented by the vast numbers of Heartland voters. The other side are un-American enemies, not coincidentally characterized by their blind admiration for a uh, young black artist. If you are a zombie or a human rodent who wants to who wants a shadow life of timid conformity, then put away this essay and go memorize the poetry of Amanda Gorman. What? Amanda Gorman was the poet laureate. <laughs> That read uh, uh, a poem at the inauguration. She's like fucking... Is she 20? Is she 21? Like, she was young. Attacking Amanda Gorman. Hell, I'd even... I Thank you for reminding me of that amazing young lady. From when we watched the inauguration. But, like, how how are you... How are you attacking her? I mean, this could this could have been written not long after the inauguration. Youngest inaugural poet in U.S. history. Okay, she's like 24. How dare you attack that young lady? Elmer's racist, anti-pluralistic vi- vision is remarkably radical. 
He wants to redraw the boundaries of citizenship and exclude over half the population. Elmers is outraged precisely because he accepts the fact that a majority voted for Biden, that authentic Americans have become the minority in a country which they are supposedly entitled to dominate. Here we have a striking glimpse at the depth of despair underlying the pervasive siege mentality on the right. What's scandalous about the 2020 election in this interpretation is not that it was stolen, but that un-American forces straightforwardly won. Reactionaries like Elmers have internalized the idea that they represent a persecuted minority fighting with their backs against the wall in a desperate effort to defend authentic America. They dispute the legitimacy legitimacy of the 2020 election not necessarily on the basis of fraud and conspiracy, but because democracy itself subverted the will of real America by allowing the wrong people too much of an influence on the fate of the country. They absolutely have no reason to be. And here's the weird thing is so often they come at me and they'll be like, you own all the media. You have all of your viewpoints represented in academia and government. And everything. I'm like, my viewpoint is not represented at all. What are you talking about? I am not a fucking neoliberal. The left runs everything. No, motherfucker. If you think the head of a corporation is a leftist, you're a fucking... And that's that's the problem. Is so they perceive, you know, like Pixar is getting a lot of praise. And rightfully so, I guess. Because, like, I've seen a lot lot of people that I trust their opinions say that Turning Red or whatever the new movie is is really fucking good. And that, like, the the Encanado or whatever was really fucking good. And so Disney's getting a lot of a lot of praise for having like there's not these real villains in their movies anymore like just the 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 torments of of you know puberty and shit are the villains in the movies that's a good thing for representation and shit. And they perceive that marketing which is just capitalism being capitalism because most of the population is like center left Especially when it comes to social issues. The, most of the country would, would be on the, the slightly left side when it comes to social issues. You know, like the fucking, the, the, the Trumpians are like 32%, 33%. So, Disney's just doing what they, they do in marketing to the masses. But Disney, the company itself, is not woke. That's stupid. They are ruthless when it comes to copyright law and and, and property law. Fucking, and uh, when it comes to uh, uh, monopolization. Come the fuck on. Get real, people. Like, that's the thing. Like... A lot of the reporters and everyday people, the, the 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 production people that work in media, yes, we tend to be liberal or or left of center or leftists like myself. But like every boss I ever had in the media was a Republican. So saying that the left runs the media is just insane. It's insane. 
Oh, no, but they will tell you. They will tell you that the left is always pissed off. It's a bunch of blue-haired, pink-haired people that are triggered constantly. They will get into my DMs to yell at me about how triggered I am. I don't even know who the fuck they are. They got fucking tr- triggered by something I said on the internet. I It's... it's, it's it's an insane persecution complex, and some really evil people have taken advantage of it. Talking about politicians, people like Josh Hawley, people like Donald Trump. Isn't that what we're going to next here? Yep, we're going to Donald Trump. Uh, content warning. Trump was on with Stuart Varney earlier today. Apparently, the interview is batshit fucking crazy. Now, Mr. President, thanks very much for being on the show this morning. So, you know what? I'm not high enough for this shit. I understand that over the weekend at a rally in Florida, you said that it was your personality that stopped Putin invading during your presidency. You want to explain that? Well, that's very (laughs) interesting. We start off with that one because uh, if you remember when I was running in 2016, they all said Trump will get us into a war. It's his personality. He's going to get us in actually... Now they say it was my personality that kept us out of a war. So I think it was, uh, you know, we had a great four years, and uh, it shouldn't have happened what happened, and but it did with the election, and now we have people running it. This, okay. what's gone on with Ukraine, should never... I should have asked, I should have took bets on how long it would take him to mention the election. It was less than 40 seconds. If you, if you guessed it would take him 40 seconds to be aggrieved by what happened in 2020 about being a sore fucking loser, you won the pony. Never have happened, Stuart. Well, President Biden goes to Poland on Friday of this week. Oh, I'm sorry. NATO state. What should he do? I said it was tomorrow or Wednesday. Well, it's very late. The cards are laid and the cards are out, and he's got a bad hand. He's given himself a very bad hand. He had a very strong hand before it all started. A strong <laughs> And it should have never started. It would have never, ever started if I were president. I can tell you that with 100% certainty. This is horrible. This is a human... He was praising Putin. He was praising Putin's ability to invade Ukraine. He enjoyed it. Tragedy, what's going on. Uh, he's no, the- I do not. I do no Sky Comet. Sky Comet. No, no, no. Sky Comet has said take a shot every time he mentions the election. I do not endorse that. I do not want anyone to die of alcohol poisoning. Good Lord. he's. This is a 10-minute interview. That, like, take, take bets on how many times he's going to mention it. I mean, I, I would say that, but he, I mean, there's going to be a whole segment on it, surely. He's, he's going to just rant about it. Like, the last five minutes of this interview is just going to be him talking about the election. He is not somebody that really mixes it up. He sits there and everyone tells him what to do and what they're doing, and he doesn't mix it up. He, he doesn't... He does look. It's very sad to watch. Yeah, his fake cards did some real damage. Like, he's not going to be able to take over Ukraine, but he has fucking terrorized that place. Taking advantage of us like they have. Even our allies, they take advantage of us on... NATO, they take advantage of us on just about everything they can, and in particular on trade. I mean, on top of everything else, they take advantage of us on trade, and they're really telling him what they want to do, not what we want to do. So it's pretty sad to watch. There's this discussion about whether we should send jets, MiG jets, to help the Ukrainian Air Force. Would you send in that kind of help? 
Well, maybe even more, to be honest with you. Motherfucker! He just admitted he would start World War Three. Let me just explain that Putin is saying things like, don't you dare send anything in. In the meantime... What they're talking about right now is like, there's this plan. I think it's Poland is wanting to give... They're wanting to, like, get their jets replaced by the U.S. and give some fighter jets to Ukraine. It might have been Sweden. That might, like, I might be confused on this deal, but there was one country that we were wanting to do a deal with. But, like, still, like... Any U.S. involvement could trigger a much broader conflict that none of us fucking want. I mean, it just seems like you have to let the let the child tire himself out now. I, I, that's horrible to say, but like... They've evacuated most people out of Ukraine. Just let them fucking... It's horrible to just bomb the fucking country out. What the, what the fuck else? What the fuck else can we do? It's, it's, it's... I don't want to pretend like I have any answers. I'm no, I'm no foreign relations expert. That's, that's for certain. But like, I always side on the, on the side of like, as little conflict as possible. None, if absolutely possible. I'm not a total pacifist. I understand that there are times that force have to be used, but yeah, there's nothing we can do that we, that we haven't already done the sanctions. I mean, we've, we've talked about, you know, that also you, the effect on the Russian people. Could it radicalize the Russian people? I mean, like sanctions aren't a good thing either. To specifically target certain oligarchs, that would be a good thing, and we've we've done that somewhat. Yeah, it's all bad endings, unfortunately. Thankfully, this motherfucker is not the president, though, because he would have absolutely made it spiral into a much worse conflict. Time he's killing thousands and thousands of people, so he's acting like we're an aggressor if we send in some old forty-four-year-old plane. That probably gets shot out of the sky pretty quickly. And he's acting like we were terrible people if we do that. But he's killing tens of thousands of people, far more than they're reporting. You don't knock down those buildings and blow up those buildings and they say two people were injured slightly. And thousands of people are being killed. And when he says, don't you dare do that, and we all say, oh, he said, don't do it. We don't want to start. The fact is that what he's doing is a human tragedy. There's not been anything like this, in a sense, maybe ever, but certainly since World War II, when you look at it. But there's never been anything like this. So what do you do now? If you, 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 you said you... Honey, do you want me to tell you the countries that the U.S. has invaded and bombed indiscriminately from, from Cambodia, Vietnam, Korea... Motherfucking, fucking Laos, like goddamn, fucking, like I'm, just, I'm, I'm just in the like post World War Two era right now. Fucking, like, I haven't even gotten to South America yet. <laughs> never been anything like this. No, a country has never just gone and asserted their will on another. Country. Fucking the word banana republic. 
was invented because of U.S. foreign policy, where we just went in and made ourselves at home in fucking countries. God damn, Trump doesn't know shit about anything. You'd maybe do more than just send in the MiG jets, all right? What well, more? what I would do is I would do, uh, we would do, we have tremendous military capability. And what we can do without planes, to be honest with you, without 44-year-old jets, what we can do is enormous. And we should be doing it. And we should be helping them to survive. And they're doing an amazing job. But, you know, I was the one that sent in the javelins. I mean, everyone refuses to acknowledge that. And I took a lot of heat. And uh, I sent it in very openly and glowingly. And they said, uh, Obama sent blanket. Dustin, that's not you. Like, that's a, a pretty decent proposal. Like, the U.S. ain't going to make that fucking offer, though. That ain't happening. That Trump sent javelins. Well, nobody knew how well those javelins would do and how well they're... But those javelins that knocked out all the tanks, those were sent by me. And we sent them in large numbers, too. I didn't even realize... That those were the javelins. He was. The, he got impeached over that, by the way. But let's do it. Let him... Have well, a chance. I had, who let, would have thought that they would have been... Literally the munitions he was withholding from Ukraine. That country. Bragging about. They need other kinds of help. And one thing I do rapidly is I get the oil flowing. Because if you reduce the price of oil significantly, that war is going to end. That war is going to end. Oil is under $100 a barrel right now. Is it, actually, it actually went down during the Russian money. invasion. Weird. And, and if you... Bring down the price of oil, and you could knock the hell out of the price. I had it down to a dollar seventy-one at one point. To ga- in fact, it was so low that I was. He did not. A dollar seventy-one was national average in February well, of twenty sixteen. When that war is going to end, Obama was well, in let office. Let me press you again on what extra military help you would give to the Ukrainians. You say you want to do more than just the MiG jets or the javelins. Yeah. What, what more? Well, I think the drones are just as effective as anything nowadays. I mean, they make drones today. We make, we have drones that are just as effective as just about anything in the air, anything you can do in the air. And you can do drones, plus they give back tremendous amounts of information. And the information leads missiles right to whatever the hell target they are. And you don't have to shoot them from... Ukraine, so therefore you're being neutral. It's so ridiculous. Oh, you can just shoot with American drones. You don't have to shoot them from Ukraine. So you're still being neutral. Stupid fuck. He is a stupid fuck. A hundred years from now, they'll be talking about what a travesty, what a horrible thing this is. We can't can't let that. Just on a human basis, (laughs) we can't let that happen. And then he says we're a nuclear... Oh, oh, I didn't even think about... I didn't even think about the pandemic. Of course. Yeah, gas was super low. Like, probably less than $1.71, wasn't it? I guess it was less in a lot of places, but $1.71 national average or some shit. Uh, but that number specifically, that was, the, that was the low during the Obama administration. I remembered that. That number specifically, 171. So that's that's what triggered that. Like, that was Obama, stupid. But yeah, during the pandemic, it would have been like down uh, in the like dollar something range. For nuclear power, but we're a greater nuclear power. I hated to do it, but I rebuilt our nuclear capability like nobody has ever thought even possible. Two and a half trillion dollars in our military, and a big chunk of it went to nuclear 
and redoing it. We had 45-year-old and 50-year-old. Who allowed him to do that? I didn't authorize that. I didn't vote for that. That's immensely powerful, and hope to God you never have to use it because right. it would be that would be the tragedy of all tragedies. But if we didn't have it, we couldn't talk. But I listened to him constantly using the N word. That's the N word, and he's constantly using it, the nuclear word. And we never talk. We say, "Oh, he's a nuclear power," but we're a greater nuclear power. We have the greatest submarines in the world, most powerful machines ever built, most powerful. And they built, got built under me. Most powerful machines ever built. And nobody... I, 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 I don't think there was a new nuclear arsenal assembled during the Trump administration. Just because I feel like I would have heard about that. I would be at least tangentially aware of it, that it happened. And I've not heard anything of the sort. So... I'm guessing this is where we're going off the rails, and this is where this interview gets batshit. That's not the N-word. <laughs> He's just going around saying the N-word all the time. I imagine, like, Putin, you know, just dropping N-bombs everywhere. <laughs> but, like, I am... I am Now, it's possible that they had some, you know, uh, program that they were, you know, decommissioning things at a higher rate. Or we're improving storage or some shit like that. And he's confused. But I do not think we added anything to our nuclear arsenal. We've been at a, a, a stall about decommissioning our stockpile. We had a treaty with Russia to decommission nuclear arms, and that stalled out, and, you know, now we're here. That kind of sucks. And I wish we'd done that shit a little bit faster back in the 90s. He knows where they are. And you should say, look, you, if you mention that word one more time, we're going to send them over, and we'll be coasting back and forth up and down your coast. You can't let this tragedy continue. You okay. can't let these... These thousands of people die. It's going to be hundreds of thousands and maybe millions of people by the time it ends. Well, I mean, you have no regard for hundreds of thousands of people dying. They'll help each other during this war. Um, President Biden held this two-hour phone call with... Yeah, yeah, Putin isn't anywhere near close to your body count yet. We're on the table, but we presume... I think I do. Mr. President. He was threatened by China. You know, I heard that he said, you know, he read a line that they gave to him about the repercussions. He read, they gave him a line, and he read it. She's very smart, okay? I dealt with all of them. I know them all. I know them better than I know you, Stuart, and I know you and Sorry, I, sorry, I had to get in the floor And I congratulate you on the success of your show, because people love Thank your you. show and they love you, but I know them better than I know you. And well, If he's going to do it, I wish he'd go ahead and fucking line, do it. He doesn't exactly get phased. He doesn't read like... Ah, well, people. wait until after WrestleMania. And you're gonna, nuke the, you're gonna nuke the world. Wait until after he WrestleMania. Made a threat actually, to Biden, and that wasn't reported. So we should get a tape of the call, just like we did with my perfect call to the president of Ukraine, which is the reason I like him. Oh so my much. God! And now he's proven to be because he stood up for me with that call. He said Trump did nothing wrong. He didn't threaten me. He didn't threaten me. He could have gone the other way. Could have gone woke, like guys like Bill do Barr you, do. Do you respect Putin? Well, he's a different person. I'll tell you something. I got along with him. 
And uh, look, I got along with him loving this country, and he, he loves his country, okay? But he's a different person than he was. He seems to be different. Is he sane? Is he a different person? Mentally? It just doesn't seem to be the same person I was dealing with. I, you know, we had a, a decent relationship. I, we, it was very hard because of the Russia hoax, you know. And, and I told him, I said, you know, it's very hard for me to do anything for Russia and for you to do anything because these horrible, horrible people that are, you know, perpetrating this hoax, the Russia, 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 collusion nonsense, it, millions of phone calls. I never made one to Russia. Think of it. Millions of calls. They went through the phone records. Millions of calls, not one call to Russia. Well, it was a total hoax. It's come out. And the Durham report, I look forward to seeing more and more of it. I wish it could go faster. Okay. But uh, I look forward to seeing more and more of it. But can I, I will say this. Sounds like Moscow didn't have a reason to do diplomacy with you because you were already doing what they needed you to do. Ah! We did well with Russia. They didn't attack any any countries under us. I'm the only one where that didn't happen. And with Bush, they took Georgia, and they took Crimea with Biden and Obama. And now he said, to the hell with it. Let's take the whole thing. But even uh, Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd on NBC said the other Sleepy day. Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. Lincoln, he said, how come this never happened under Trump? China didn't do anything. Russia didn't do it. Nobody did anything. In fact, and we got along with North Korea. Hmm. You know, how come none of this stuff happened under Trump? And someday you and I will sit down and I'll tell you why. But, uh, uh, one day, one day, he's going to sit Stuart Varney down on his lap. He's going to tell him why. Senate candidate Mo Brooks, who was a hardcore Trump supporter, he was one of the insurrectionists at the rally I'm on January 6th. He actually met with Trump on January 6th. Guy comment, cheered 50 bits. Thank you. I don't know what those emotes are. That's weird. Bo Brooks actually slept in his office the morning of January 6th. He went to the rally with a bulletproof vest on under his suit. He gave a speech with a bulletproof vest on. He is now a candidate for the United States Senate. He's currently... Oh, yeah, that's a, I gave you power. <laughs> like, I, I fixed earlier. There was no mod to approve you. I'll make you a mod. Mo, uh, Mo wants to go to the Senate, but he also wants to fire Mitch McConnell once he gets there. Brooks, candidate for the United States Senate in Alabama. Today, I unveil my pledge to America to fire Mitch McConnell. If elected to the Senate, I will not vote for Mitch McConnell for leader. I can't believe I'm going to agree with Mo Brooks on something. I would love to fire Mitch McConnell. I, I absolutely. First of all, I totally endorse you, Mo Brooks. Go for it. Fire Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell has been the absolute most, probably, probably one of the, if not the most effective senator of all time. Motherfucker played some hardball. He knew how to work the Senate. Please, please do everything you can to undermine Mitch McConnell. I'm all for it. 
and I will do everything in my power to ensure that Republicans choose a conservative to be leader. America can't afford a Senate leader who is a weak-kneed, debt junkie, open-border rhino Republican, and who weak need. sells out America for special interest group cash. Rhino! Mitch McConnell! Those are not like... Look, I I will, I will, you know, you you don't have to hate the player, you know, hate the game, everything. The motherfucker knows how to, how to like, play the game. You can respect that. I mean, I don't respect it because he destroyed the fucking country, but Mitch McConnell. There is not a, a better advocate for conservative policy than Mitch fucking McConnell. Mitch McConnell is the reason why the courts look the way they do right now. Please get rid of one of your most effective legislators ever, you dumb fuck. God, you're so dumb. I've met Mo multiple times. He actually, he complimented my fingernail polish one time and he seemed genuine about it. But if I had to guess, I would say it's one of those, you know, like how to win friends and influence people things where like you just compliment people to like, you know, make it like a, a politician knows how to work crowds and everything. As when you, if you guys have never met like a real politician, like if you've never met like a senator or somebody like that's good, a good, a good politician, like the moment you meet them, you're like, oh shit, I see why you're a politician. Like, they speak to you like you're the only person in the world. They, like, if, 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 like, you'll hear stories that they'll, you know, like, Bill Clinton would remember shit about some fucking reporter he met for, like, a minute or two. See him again a year later and will remember details about, like, their family or something. Like, that's an effective politician. And, like, Mo Brooks had a little bit of that kind of charm to him. Like, he was, he was... Trying to make a connection. Never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. I like that, Sky Comet. Because I'm certainly cheering on Mo Brooks in his endeavor. Today, Mitch's cash is coming at me again because I am a principal conservative and have President Trump's endorsement. That's the battle across America. McConnell versus Trump. In a war for the heart and soul. And that is the reason why this fall probably isn't going to be as brutal as it, was, as it should have been. He's determined to stop the MAGA movement and Donald Trump's endorsed candidates for the U.S. Senate. I urge my opponents, Katie Britt and Mike Durant, to join me. Do you stand with grassroots conservatives or Mitch McConnell and the Rhinos? Sign this pledge and tell conservatives you'll fire Mitch McConnell too. I hope... Republican Senate candidates nationwide will sign this pledge and send a message to America that we stand with Donald Trump. He's a, he's a distant Donald. third, though. If you will support us, please visit FireMcConnell.com. Saving America begins with electing a new Senate Majority Leader. Distant third. He is not going to be the senator from Alabama. Unfortunately, he's still going to be the congressman. And that sucks enough as it is. Moving over a state, we're going to go visit Georgia. The governor's race. 
has an interesting development. Abrams has sued Georgia over a fundraising disadvantage. Stacey Abrams filed a federal lawsuit on Monday seeking to take advantage of a new form of fundraising committee that Governor Brian Kemp has already been able to use. The state has not approved her leadership committee to begin fundraising because of a dispute over whether she qualifies as a nominee before the primary, even though she has no primary opponents in the gubernatorial election. So she she is most certainly the uh, candidate in the general election. She has no primary opponent. Leadership committees were created by the state legislature last year for the benefit of select few, including the incumbent governor and major party nominees selected in a primary election in certain races. These committees offer several advantages, including an exemption from campaign finance limits. Good goddamn, they tried to stack the fucking deck in their favor. And it's Stacey Abrams is exactly what they were scared of, and this is a this is a race to watch. He came so fucking close last time. These committees offer several advantages, including an exemption from campaign finance limits. Oh, I'm sorry, I already read that. Abrams' argument hinges on a letter from State Democratic Party Chair Representative Nakima Williams recognizing her as the nominee. Abrams' campaign manager, Lauren Grow Wargo, wrote in an affidavit that the disadvantage causes severe harm. Early fundraising supports later fundraising by demonstrating a candidate's political viability and widespread appeal, particularly in high-dollar statewide election in a swing state like the governor of Georgia. David uh, Amati, the executive director of the State uh, Campaign Finance Commission, told Axios the commission doesn't determine whether or not someone is a party's nominee, whether a candidate has been elected as a party's nominee prior to any votes being cast, or elections certified is a decision to be made by the Secretary of State in consultation with the Department of Law. The Attorney General's office declined to comment, citing the pending litigation. The judge has already sided with David Perdue, Kemp's Republican challenger over this law, after Perdue sued Kemp about it. The judge agreed with Perdue that it created an unequal, unlimited fundraising advantage. The judge only barred Kemp from using the money in his primary, but not the general election. Exactly. Republicans cheated elections? No. The new midterm math. How redistricting Biden and Trump shaped the battle for the House. House Battlefield has a handful of Democrats and Trump won districts right in the middle. Districting has forged a new House map with a small group of Democrats in a perilous place at the center, defending turf that former President Donald Trump carried in 2020. Yes, it is smoky. On. Badass, even though you can't. Why'd you just come up here? Please make memes of me. Let me tell you something. 
I love it when people make fun of me. Good jokes, you know, like fucking like I hear the right wing stupid ass. You live in your mom's basement. You never have a job. Cut your hair, hippie. Like I hear their stupid ass jokes all the goddamn time. But if somebody is actually funny at making fun of me, I love it. There was a director at the TV station I worked at. And uh, I, I guess it was like before a show one day. And like we're, you know, the 10 minutes before, it's, it's getting to crunch time. I was the floor director because I remember I had my headset on. I'm walking around. I, uh, um, I had to get the um, show rundown from the printer. And then I was responsible for handing out the show rundown to everybody else. Because I, I was like fucking seven of the copies were mine and shit. I had to put it on all the cameras, have it all the stations the, in the uh, in the studio. So I'd have to go around to like the different places. Every I meet him in the hallway as I'm doing that, and apparently, like he was really exacerbated by something that a producer had done. Some shit was always going wrong, but like I was unaware of this because I was floor director, so I was out on the floor like playing on my computer, like I wasn't even in the production booth. Like, I meet him in the, in the hallway, and, like, apparently, like, he's just, he's really fucking tired of dealing with nonsense. He's in a bad mood. And I say something, like, probably unrelated to our job. Like, you know, like, we're, we're counting down to this fucking show. I'm, like, fucking talking about nonsense to him. And he turns around and repeats exactly what I said back to me. Like, in, like, a mocking voice saying it like me. And I have never laughed harder in my life. I fell on the fucking floor. Like, even, like, he got a laugh out of how hard I laughed about it. Like, you know, like, it cheered him up. Oh. I enjoy that shit. I didn't, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, like, what my accent is. I wouldn't know what, what, how to make fun of me. Like, to hear somebody else do it was fantastic. It's like, ah, that didn't sound like me. That was great. Like, you know, said it with a mocking tone. Like, my cadence and shit. Because he, he was always mocking people. So, like, apparently he had been working on it, right? Because, like, he was always mocking people in the booth. He was mocking, like, the on-air talent. Like, he was always mocking everybody. So, apparently, like, on my days off, he was mocking me to people. Working on his impression. <laughs> and that cracks me up. That he was, he was, the idea that he was making jokes about me, like talking like me when I wasn't there. I wish he'd done it more when I was there. He used to say some god awful things about people on the headset. Just because, like, you know, you can, because all the production staff are fucked up. They don't give a shit. (sighs) Oh. Redistricting has forged a new house map with a small group of Democrats in a perilous place at the center, defending turf that former President Donald Trump carried in 2020. All but four states have finalized their political lines, offering the clearest picture yet of how a new house battleground will force Democrats to protect at least five incumbents in districts Trump carried last election. Damn. Most politically hazardous place to be for the midterms. Adding to their burden, another five Democratic members abandoned Trump won seats and left them open rather than seek re-election there. Though at least ten seats are probably swinging towards the Republican. What, the the margin is what, 16, 14 right now, something like that? Damn. 
I don't know a Trump plus one though. I wouldn't call that. that that's a that's still a pretty swing district. Yikes, indeed. But that's, I still think it's favorable in the Senate for Democrats. So keep that in mind. Like, hopefully, Republicans must protect some challenging districts as well, with 15 GOP members and President Joe Biden won seats. Okay, so it flips the other way as well. 15 GOP members and President Joe Biden won seats. The Democratic path to another majority involved picking off a number of those. New midterm math of the House landscape shows Democrats are in a much tougher spot, grappling with a potentially lethal brew of factors, including a contracting battlefield and a diminished president. The city president's party has gotten wiped out of most of their crossover districts, along with plenty of others where the previous presidential race was close in each recent midterm election. The net loss of just five seats will be enough to flip that. Oh, shit, it's that close already? Goddamn. Gerrymandering. It's the gerrymandered map. Because you got to remember, the Republicans got to draw the map in 2000 because they controlled Congress then. They got to draw the maps again in, in, in 2010. And also, like, state houses as well get to draw their state house maps. So far, redistricting has shrunk the number of truly competitive seats. We need reform. We need we need a computer algorithm that draws districts not based on partisan lines, just based on a, a distribution of population. And I think that's the that's the simplest solution. I don't know why every Republican wouldn't sign on to that with me. But no elected official is gonna do it. Weed RB says. Mind if I do. I had a lot more shit that I was going to talk about, but I'm going to save the rest of this for tomorrow night because it's Meltdown Monday, and I want you guys to go and watch Media Win. So here's some crocodiles that apparently little baby crocodiles sound like they're like short lasers. You such a sweetheart. Aww. Y'all climb all over me if you could. What would be bad for them? I did not know that baby crocodile sounded like that. Hi. That's a new one to me. Pew, 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 pew. Aw. Climb all over me if you could. I wonder if they're little body things. None of them are really opening their mouths, though. What? I mean, they're not like cats and just biting every fucking thing. If you're watching on Twitch, it is Meltdown Monday with the Media Winch. I'll climb all over me. I'll go over and say hey to Winchy Poo. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Five.